2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSC. Broadway Podcast Network presents Giants in the Sky. How Sondheim and Lapine went into the woods with me, Ben Rimmelauer. Today's guest, Jean Louisa Kelly, the original Snow White. Once upon a time. Jean Louisa Kelly originated the role of Snow White in Into the Woods on Broadway, understudying Little Red Riding Hood and Rapunzel. She had previously played Frederica in A Little Night Music at the Boston Public Theater, and later went on to play Amy and Company, Beth in Merrily We Roll Along, and Young Sally in Follies with the Reprise series in Los Angeles. Her other stage roles include the title roles in Annie, Gigi, and Off-Broadway's The It Girl. She is best known for memorable performances in the films Top Gun Maverick, Mr. Holland's Opus, The Fantastics, and Uncle Buck, as well as the long-running CBS sitcom Yes, Dear. When did you first become aware that there was this fairy tale musical by Sondheim and Lapine?
0: Um so I just, when I got the audition from my agent, um, I, uh, I was 14. Wow. Guess I, was, I was 14 <laughs> and I lived in Massachusetts
2: Yeah,
0: and, um, I had gotten an agent earlier that year. I was doing, um, a production of a little night music at, um, the public theater in Boston.
2: Were you Frederica?
0: I was. I was sharing the role <laughs> with my very good friend, still Jessica Walling, who now oh. goes by Jessica Walling Stokes. And she grew up to be an actress on Broadway as well. Um, anyway, I, my mother and I drove down to New York City. It's so funny. I have a um, a show that I created. Mm. <laughs> like last year, I performed it in New York and, and I tell this story through song and it's, it's really, um, it's really fun. So anyway, I feel like bursting into song, but it would take 15 minutes. Feel, so- free, <laughs> feel free.
2: <laughs>
0: so my mother and I like drove down to mass, uh, drove down from Massachusetts and I auditioned. And then I think I must've gotten a call back later. And when I came down again, I sang and then I went and met with Paul Ford who was um you know helping with musical direction yeah. and um he I went to his apartment which was pretty awesome and um I learned you know now I uh, mother said straight don't be uh, wait, I know things is, now it? yeah but how does it go mother said mother straight mother said straight ahead not to delay or be misled I should have heeded her advice and it seems so nice anyway I I ended up doing I was the understudy for that
2: role. So, mm-hmm. as you know, you know, you mm-hmm. are probably a guru on this show. <laughs>
0: how many people have you interviewed?
2: Oh gosh. I mean, we I have released 45 and I have several more that haven't come out yet. So I guess 50 at this point.
0: My gosh, you must be so interested in this musical.
2: You must It's love so funny. It. It's like it's not even like my favorite Sondheim show or anything like that. I just was so curious about the process with it and the San Diego production and all the workshops and then going from Broadway to the, um, the broadcast and it's just become such a um, iconic musical. It's such a Sondheim, um gateway for so many uh, younger generations, especially. And there's so many revivals and the movie. And uh, I just, I just wanted to know everything about how it came together.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, very worthy, very worthy of your interest
2: yes thank you well i'm I'm feeling that people are responding well to it, but i i I'm, i I want to know everything about your experience with it, so you were the understudy to little red, and this was um when they were casting the Broadway show. was this for that summer workshop, or were were you not going to do the workshop just go straight to the Broadway?
0: um no, I did not do the workshop um I came in in sometime in July, and um, was there for rehearsals. I also played Snow White. I had the role of Snow White. So I did go on every night, but I understudied Little Red and Rapunzel. So I was around and, you know, went to the rehearsals. And, um, and yeah, I started my sophomore year, it was a formative time for me, I started my sophomore year of high school. In New York City, went to the professional children's school. Oh, yes. Yeah. With um, let's see, with Jerry O'Connell and uh Tempest Bledsoe. Wow. Yeah, like there were some a lot of you know cool kids there at the time and a lot of ballerinas. <laughs> and I used to go to school on Wednesday morning, and then I would go do the matinee. Yeah. And, um, and I went Thursday for a full day, Friday for a full day. And then I would, you know, do all my shows. And then I would take the train home from New York city to, uh, Massachusetts or, you know, a bus or whatever to Hartford. And my mom would pick me up and I'd go home to Massachusetts from Sunday night, Monday, Monday night, and then take the train back on Tuesday morning in time or Tuesday afternoon, whatever to get. in time for the show tuesday night
2: and where were you living in the city that half of the week
0: um i lived uh on ratio street in the village
2: by yourself
1: (laughs) well
0: there was uh so my parents had some friends who lived Mm. there and there was a little studio a half like literally a half a flight down from their apartment so I was alone, but I wasn't alone. You know, like mm. if I needed help, I, I had them. Yeah, and really spent a lot of time at the theater. Um, but it it was like if I think about about my own kids now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> who are
0: older? They are <laughs> older than that, and I wouldn't have them living in the city by themselves. Yeah. You know, pretty, you know, it's a different time.
2: <laughs> Did you take the subway to the theater every day?
0: That's yes, it's so funny. That's part of my show too. Like my mother learned how to use. She taught herself how to use the subway and taught me that
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: time. Like we literally learned how to use the subway in the same day. Um. So yeah, I'd take the subway to school in the morning, and then I would walk from because the professional children's school is 60th Street between like Ninth and Tenth. Mm. I would walk down 9th Avenue to the Martin Beck Theater. Yeah. Which is- No longer than Martin Beck theater. Yes.
2: The Al Hirschfeld theater. And um, okay. So just for the beginning of the process for you, I mean, obviously having done night music, you had some awareness of Sondheim. Um, Were you uh, like a big musical theater nerd, like as a performer, was that your kind of milieu?
0: It was my milieu.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I was just a nerd in general. I don't know (laughs) if I was a musical theater nerd. (laughs) I probably didn't know as much as, as some. Um, but I that was that was all the music that I knew. Like I didn't know like Journey and Led Zeppelin. Like I was right. listening to Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I would like go home from school when I was younger and I'd sit in my parents' den with headphones on listening to the record of cats. That was pop for me. So um, but I did grow up with uh Sondheim in particular. Yeah. Um, I- knew most of his music already. Oh, wow. Yes. It's because my mom knew it. Mm. Uh, my mom is a pianist and she was a piano teacher and she used to be my accompanist. So she would, if I had auditions, she would often accompany me at the auditions. And actually the way that I got my agent, because it, at the time it was not normal for a person in central Massachusetts age 14 to have a, a New York city agent.
1: Yeah,
0: And the way that that happened was I, she entered me into a talent competition where they had the locals in Massachusetts. And then I ended up going to the finals in the city in New York and the agents, the, the judges were agents and casting directors and managers. And, and so I got an agent at that time. And she was my, um, pianist, my companist when I sang for yeah. that uh, performance that got me. What my was evening. your
2: song in that competition? Do you remember? <laughs>
0: well, it was a medley, Ben.
2: Uh, <laughs> it was
0: a medley of uh, a Barbara Streisand medley. Oh, uh, Funny Girl, and I'm the Greatest Star.
2: Love it, love it.
0: Um, yeah, I think that was what I sang. I mean, yeah, that's I'm pretty sure that's what I sang because I also had another really good medley. I had another good medley that I did, a New York City medley.
2: (laughs) I mean, you were very sophisticated. Um, Okay, so uh, this is a big get for you, then, this Into the Woods. I mean, were you intimidated? Were you just excited and scared? I mean, what was your take going into this first rehearsal with Bernadette Peters and James Lapine and all these people?
0: Well, it made me feel excited. Well, excited and scared. <laughs> sorry. As soon as you said excited or scared, I had to say that.
2: Yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> um,
0: so, yeah, I was excited. Um, I, I mean, you know, when you're young, yeah, it's harder to be scared. Yeah, in my, in my uh, yeah. finding, <laughs> mm-hmm. in my experience, I, I mean, there are all kinds of things in my career that. If they happened to be now, I would have the good sense to be terrified right. that I it was just no big whoop, you know? Yeah. No. And I had already starred in Annie twice mm. uh, in Summerstock. I did it at Theater by the Sea in Connecticut, mm. Candlewood Playhouse, which is no longer. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, it was more, I think it was as scary, if not more scary, moving to New York City than it was sure. to you know in the arena because I was very comfortable in theatrical arenas like those yes. were my people and- I definitely felt more comfortable around adults adult actors than a- around my peers at yes. the time
2: that makes sense and I mean but as far as like developing a new musical had you done that before it would seem that your work would have been in pre- pre-written pieces
0: correct I had never done that no
2: so was that uh you know was that did you Understand what you were getting into in terms of like new pages and all um, that.
0: No, but I didn't have that pressure, right? I understudied. And know, had I you was,
2: ever understudied before?
0: That was hard. That was yeah, hard. <laughs> I, I'll admit, I wanted to be the star.
2: <laughs> yes, of course. And I mean, I did you get to go on a bunch? Was, was did Danielle get out?
0: I did, and and actually, um Danielle and I were friends, and yeah. we and she's awesome. Yeah. Oh. And we used to, after the curtain uh, at the end of the show each night, she and I would literally race up the steps to the wig room to get our wigs off. We would have mm. a like a race. <laughs> she fell one night. Oh. She fell on the concrete steps and di- bruised her hip so badly uh. she was out for a week. And guess oh. who went on?
2: <laughs> Having never gone on before? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That was
0: Very dramatic. It was very, very dramatic.
2: Um, For the last time, I am not on Ozempic. I made one little joke on this podcast and everybody started calling me out, texting me, calling me cringe, whatever. I really was asked by people if I was on Ozempic. And as I told them, I am not. I am just eating factors, no prep, no mess meals. Okay. Warmer, sunnier days are coming. Fire Island season is here. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer. Thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like calorie smart, protein plus. And keto factors fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian-approved meals and ingredients you can trust. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. And kitchen time is kept to a minimum. They are ready in two minutes. No shopping, no prepping, no cooking, no cleanup. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or just simply to eat well balanced. Head to factormeals.com slash giants in the fifty and use code GIANTS IN THE SKY fifty to get fifty percent off your first box plus twenty percent off your next month. That's code GIANTS IN THE SKY fifty at factormeals.com slash GIANTS IN THE fifty to get fifty percent off your first box plus twenty percent off your next month while your subscription is active.
0: And, uh I remember just like sitting waiting while you know whoever the medics came and they were examining her, and I'm sitting there in the wings, like a homina a homina, and Bob Westenberg came over and gave me a look <laughs> 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 um but she she was fine, she recovered, and I went on and um talk about being shot out of a cannon, it definitely was that's what it was like for me being shot out of a cannon.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um and was what was your, you know, being in the rest of the company stepping into that principal role, did did you feel supported? Was there um you know, what what was that dynamic like for you? Um
0: yeah, I don't remember not being supported. I mean, yeah. very comfortable with everybody. Mm. That, that cast was like a family to me. Mm. I may not have been like family to them. <laughs> they were to me, you know, like when you're a kid, uh, I think it's different, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: it's new for me. And um, and also I was I didn't have family there with me. Yeah. I was like on my own in the city. So particularly the other understudies. Um, yeah. yeah. Carolyn Marlowe, Terry Burrell, Michael Piantec. I mean uh, all of those guys were my family. Yeah. Harkin Davis. Um, so anyway. Played uh, Sleeping I,
2: Beauty and was that, um, your understudy, which doesn't really make sense to me, but that's what it says on IBDV. Oh, really? Yeah, that <laughs> she covered you.
0: I guess that would make sense. And I guess that I could cover her if I, but then, uh, I don't know. It's weird. Double duty. So, yeah, she was, have you spoken to her yet?
2: No, no.
0: She was um she also did the um she was the double for the witch when the witch transformed. Oh
2: yes, right. The the um the costume change and everything, yeah.
0: yeah. And so like every night she had to put that makeup on. Yeah. So the poor thing.
1: Mm. Um
0: but anyway, she uh she was my roommate and um we had a great time. We had a great time. Together, we would, um, you know, sometimes play cards. And um, you didn't
2: do anything on stage until the final sequence, right?
0: So I didn't have to do anything until like after intermission. I mean, I would start, you know, I'd put on my wig cap and all that stuff. But I used to go into um, Philip Hoffman and um, Michael Piontek's and Chuck uh, the Wagner's. And I guess they all, sh- they must have shared it the three in there i don't know it was the guy's dressing room they were never up there in the first act so they let me use their room and i would have an exercise mat and i would do like jane fonda <laughs> walk man you know in their room yeah you know like that that was it was just home for me it was where the, the theater was as much my home as my apartment if not more
2: wow well you know
0: A lot of hours, you know, sitting there. And I would sit, I would go into Terry and Carolyn's dressing room and just sit there sometimes and read a book while they were there because I just, I must've been lonely. Yeah. I was little.
2: Yeah. You were a kid. I mean, (laughs) it sounds like a wonderful experience. And so what, uh, how long did you stay in the show?
0: I left at the end of my school year. I did not want to stay for the full year and they let me out yeah I just was ready to go home I mean yeah. it is a time for someone my age to be kind of on her own in the city yeah. so they they let me out at the end of my school year and then of course like right after they let I left they shot the footage the um, yeah
2: the broadcast yeah
0: and I must have known that but I still was like whatever yeah <laughs> no you're just dumb
2: yeah, just well, know. but you know what? You went on to do a lot of film and television. You didn't, you didn't need to play, Um. you know, Snow White for okay. a walk on, you know, you were, you were yeah. set to bigger things.
0: I did okay. But, but um... although
2: interestingly, so much of the film and television that you were known for is um related to musical theater. No. And, you know, and singing. I mean, that it was not, it's not something you left behind as you went out and did that stuff, you know.
0: I've never left it behind. I still sing. I actually was just doing this uh, zoom call with somebody who is writing a book about my voice teachers who I studied with for many, many years out in LA. Um, You know, anyway, I still sing and I love it.
2: Who? sorry. Who was your voice teacher in LA, by the way?
0: Well, it was Lee, Lee and Sally Sweetland. And then it was Steve Sweetland,
2: their son. The Sweetlands. I love it. I want to read the book. Um, but I mean even not just that you sing but that you've sung in in your in your film career. I mean that's not um especially more common maybe now but know. you know when I was growing up 30 years ago, 40 years ago, movie musicals were considered dead. It was not um even a thing, Um, but you were this sort of strange exception, you know, with um, uh, Mr. Holland's Opus, which is focused on music and you sang so beautifully in it. And then the movie of the Fantastics, Um, was that, I mean, was that, did you have a unique, uh, was your agent particularly uh, focused on your singing or or was that just by fate that you wound up in those roles? That's a
0: good question. I don't think that my agent was particularly focused on that. Yeah. It was that Mr. Holland's opus. Well, so I had done uncle Buck, which yes, was- Yes, um, the classic,
2: like, actual classic in my child, in our childhood. That was
0: um like a ticket, you know, yeah. like a ticket anywhere at the time. And then- um,
2: That was before Into the Woods, right?
0: Was, no, no, that was after.
2: Oh, was it? Okay.
0: Yeah, it went, I I moved, I got home from Into the Woods I spent a summer in Massachusetts and then in the fall, my family up and moved to Maryland. Do you believe they did that to me? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I had to do that my junior year of high school, but, but I did love Maryland, but I, then I audition, I got the audition for uncle Buck that fall Mm. from um, when we had just moved to Maryland. And it's funny because that character is a girl in her junior year of high school whose family moves to mm. a new state. So um, anyway, I did Uncle Buck. And then I was like, you know what? I just, I want to go to college and be a normal person. Yeah. Which is the same. This is kind of how it's gone for me. Yeah. It's a struggle war between like my career and then like wanting regular life. Yeah. So particularly when I was, well, it's still that way. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's still that way. Cause I mean, I, I sort of slowed things down to raise my kids too, so yeah. and I'm happy about yeah. it you know it's, it's been very, very rewarding for me, but I went to college, didn't major in theater or anything majored in english yeah kept kept my you know fingers in the pie, and you know did i did the fantastics at college mm. and did a couple of musicals, did our town you know stayed on on the stage. And then the audition for Mr. Holland's opus came in right after graduation. And the reason that I think that went so well for me is I was not there for, they had somebody already for that role. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was a replacement. So she had to, I never even auditioned for it originally. And she had to, she had a conflict and she left early to do another movie whatever they had already even shot a couple of little things mm. and I got this audition to come in and sing someone to watch over me and do a you know a few lines which I did and then they flew me out to meet with Richard Dreyfus and um along with a few other girls and he was you know I met him on the set we had the audition you know in a trailer and then I was out shooting within a couple of weeks yeah so they needed somebody, yeah, you know. And actually, the girl, it was, it was. Um, well, I won't say who it was, but <laughs> she, she didn't sing, like she's, mm. she's not a singer. So they, this is one of the the questions that I always get, like through like my website and everything, like how come you're not on the album for the mm. soundtrack? They had somebody else who she was like lip syncing, right. and so my voice when they realized that I could sing, they just had me, you know, of course, sing it. But um, she wasn't a singer, so they had somebody else for that. So that's, it's not like, it just sort of found me. And then because I had done that, I think that I was a natural for, to audition for The Fantastics. Yeah, yeah. And I do think those two casting directors worked together. Sharon Bialy and Rick, Rick Pagano. I think that they had both... Um, worked together at some point. So, you know, that's how it happens when you're young.
2: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, we're glad that it did. But so, and then as someone who has become a mother and had children, has that changed your appreciation of into the woods from being an actual kid in the show?
0: Yes, actually um, my daughter's middle school did into the woods. Wow. And she played um, Florinda. I love it. And she was fantastic. Um, and I went in and helped a little. You know, it yeah. was like they're all like, oh, Mrs. Patero's here again. <laughs> Why well, she thinks that she knows anything? <laughs> you know, it was whatever. But um, I had a couple of little things, little tidbits. Oh, it might help if you did this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It was fun. It, it's fun, and and actually, my daughter has been involved in theater, um, so it's been kind of fun to to watch her take that journey. But it's her journey. Yeah,
2: you know, it's course.
0: very different. Yeah. Than mine. that's one thing you learn.
2: Yeah. Well, there you go. Children will. Um, <laughs> they listen. won't listen. <laughs> they won't listen. Yeah, uh, no matter what you do. But um, and have you? Um, you haven't done any other productions of the show over the years, though.
0: No, I haven't. I would love to.
2: Well, you still listen, there's got you got lots of into the woods uh left to do. Um and there's no shortage of productions. Have you seen any of the other productions?
0: I did. I saw one of them the revival when it came to LA um Vanessa and
2: Williams and that one?
0: I think it was Vanessa Williams. Yes, I think it was. And um and then I saw the movie. I actually went to the movie with Maureen Davis. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Which I loved, actually. Yes. I loved the movie. You know, it's just such a great show. It's so, there's so many layers of meaning. Yeah. That it's really, the man was brilliant.
2: Yeah. Truly. Truly. I mean, and uh, the legacy just lives on because we, I think we see the layers, we see different layers at different times in our life and, you know, different contexts of what's going on in the world and, you know, all that. Um, Well, um, that's so interesting. Is there any other um, specific memories, just even random things that stuck with you over the years that, you know, I might want to hear?
0: We did during previews. Uh there were a couple of songs about <laughs> the midnight, you know. Um oh
2: yes, yeah. second midnight, the the epic nine-minute uh, extravaganza.
0: <laughs> and then they cut it. Yeah. And then we all got t-shirts. Second midnight gone.
2: <laughs> you have that shirt, still. <laughs>
0: I have it. I have it.
2: Oh, please send me a picture of that shirt. I, I must see it.
0: Yeah, I think it's out I think it's out west. Next time I'm out there, I'll find it.
2: Yeah, that that chestnut needs to have a, a rebirth. Um, that's too funny. Um yeah, I think someone else told me that, that Tom Aldridge had those shirts made. Does that ring a bell?
0: Yeah, I didn't I actually didn't remember that he did that, but um yeah. it's funny. I did a movie with Tom years later where mm-hmm. he played it. Another crotchety old man.
2: <laughs> yes. yes. <That's> Staple. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sad he's gone and um uh you know that I didn't get to talk to him or Barbara Bryn. Um but mm-hmm. uh but those performances are definitely iconic. Um
0: now, this that's the thing, all of the people in that show, really, it was just like top notch. Yeah, top yeah. Notch.
2: Yes. Well, including you just buried right, right. Just, just a little droplet of you. We didn't even know. Um, Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. I really appreciate it. This would be great to have. Um,
0: Now I can see you. I haven't seen you at all. The entire, the entire, I just put my glasses on.
2: It's not much. It's not like much just look looking at. at
0: a blurry face.
2: <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Those are cute glasses, though. Yeah. Um, and I have to tell you, off off the um topic of Into the Woods, but um, my day job is I'm the programming director at the Green Room 42. I don't know if you're familiar with that cabaret room in Manhattan. I am. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you. I I think you said you had done the show, which I'm sad I missed it. Where did you do it at Fifty Four Below?
0: Um. No, I did it at Beachman.
2: Oh, the beach men. Well, we're much better than the beach <laughs>
0: You guys are bigger. I love. I love your room. I actually, went to see um, what's his name? I love him. He's so funny. Uh, with G- with Jerry uh, Sternback, Jason Graw. Gra.
2: Oh yes, he was one of the first shows I booked when I got the job yeah, last year. I yeah, I love him. He's amazing.
0: He is the best.
2: Yeah, he's really special.
0: Yeah, he really is. But so, an entertainer. I- yeah. Is such an entertainer. So I went in because I've worked with Jerry numerous times. I did yeah. a bunch of shows out in um in LA for reprise.
2: No, sure. Yeah.
0: Company. I played Amy. We did Applause. I did um you know the one um Pippin. Oh yeah. So many shows for them. And he he musical directed and oh I
2: didn't realize that.
0: Yeah, he's he's helped uh me a lot. And I actually did a demo of one of his musicals and he was musical director. When I put up a couple, I did some stuff from my kid's school out there and mm. he helped. So anyway, I love that guy. So I, I went into, to say hi to him and, and I just love Jason who I've, I've done benefits with.
2: Before, yeah. Too. I fig- yeah. You LA musical theater, people are a very uh, tight, tight crew. Um, well, listen, I mean, if there's anything you ever want to do the, sh- the show you did, I mean, I want to see that show. I want to hear the into the woods story, but, but any, anything you want to do, if you want to direct something, a benefit and anything you want to do, we would roll out the red carpet. I'd be so happy to have you. So please, you. please hit me up.
0: Okay. Thank you very much. I will definitely keep that in mind. I'm, I'm probably going to do my show out here for the playhouse. They're trying to open a little, I'm in Westport Mm. and they're, um, they're doing like a little space that they want to open up to cabarets. Oh, that's a good um, idea. Yeah. So I'm going to do it out here again, but it's so much work.
2: I know. well, that's why you should do it in several places. So you get, you get more, you know, fun on stage and people buying tickets and clapping for you than just one rehearsal process, right. you
0: know? Great. Right. Great. Right. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, I will definitely keep that in mind. And, and likewise, if I can ever be of assistance to you, please call me, you know, because I'm here. I come into the city. I, we have a place in the city, you know? so amazing i'm
2: glad to know that i mean you know i don't i mo- i mostly just program the shows i don't i don't have anything to do with too many of them but i but i would be i would be delighted and thrilled if there was ever a thing to do with you so we'll keep in touch
0: okay great
2: all right well thank it you so much jean yeah for you asking. too have a great rest of your day and winter and everything okay you too <laughs> goodbye Bye. Thank you for listening to Giants in the Sky, how Sondheim and Lapine went into the woods on the Broadway Podcast Network. Look out for episode 49 with R.J. Cutler, assistant to the director on Broadway and in the final workshop. ¶¶